You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 208. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners all around the world get their pieces in place to have consistent four and five-figure months, and then on to six and seven-plus-figure years without burning out in the process. Woo! Today is a good episode, my friends, a very good episode, perimenopause and menopause, a topic that is almost taboo in our society, but it is impacting women in business, but women collectively around the world, but yet few are talking about it. Now, I'm not just talking about people who are in their 50s or 60s. I'm talking about perimenopause for women that can actually start happening in their 30s. For myself, early 40s. It can be fucking debilitating, exhausting, and leave women absolutely shattered, lacking confidence, business failure, marriage breakdown, and so much more. This is a topic, if you can't tell by my voice, that I am extremely passionate about because it is a topic that needs to be talked about more. God knows how many sex ed classes I had to attend about sex and puberty. Sure, you probably did too, my friend. But yet nobody is talking with us about the impact and symptoms we will face as women as we hit perimenopause and menopause. And so I'm bringing on my mastermind client, client, Kylie Pinwell, who's an expert in this field of perimenopause and menopause. She's an accredited nutritionist helping women in their 30s and beyond who are feeling lethargic, struggling with weight gain, bloating, hot flashes due to balancing, you know, needing to balance their hormones, reset their metabolism so they can feel happier and more confident in their own skin. And today we're going to be talking about all things perimenopause, menopause, what's the difference, what are the symptoms that us women are potentially either facing or going to be facing, what you can do to set your business up for success during this time, and so much more. It is a powerful, powerful conversation, and I would highly encourage any woman in business of any age to listen to this and then share the shit of it, shit out of it on socials, on your personal page, et cetera, to help other women. We do not have to do this alone. Let me repeat that. We do not have to do this alone. It's a conversation, as I said, that I'm extremely passionate about, and I'm beyond grateful to have Kylie on this episode. But before we get into this awesome episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Profit Pillars Kickstart, gaining momentum with my 90-day sprint. This is my brand new coaching program for women in business who want to go from stuck and unmotivated and lost, developing a laser-focused strategy, giving you the clarity, tools, and community you need to achieve both short and long-term goals. Our focus inside of the 90-day sprint is for you to gain increase in revenue, clarity and strategic direction, boosting momentum, understanding specifically what you need to focus on for your individual business, a stronger mindset, new networks, increase in confidence, and so many other amazing things. Included inside of the Profit Pillars 90-day kickstart, you will get a one 30-minute strategy session with me, three monthly live group um, goal-setting sessions, three live group workshops with guest experts, three monthly live mindset calls, fortnightly live coaching calls, three monthly co-working sessions, 90-day access to the Profit Pillars Business Vault with over 40-plus trainings, and 90-days access to the private Facebook community. The cost to join our amazing program that gets results for thousands of women around the world is just $15 a day. Spots are limited because I like to keep the group small and intimate. So if you are interested, send me an email at info at angelahenderson.com.au or a DM over on Instagram. I am at Angela Henderson Consulting because the sales page isn't alive yet. Now let's hop into this epic and most needed episode. Hey, 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 welcome to the show, Kylie. Thank you, Ange, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Listen, I'm super thrilled that you're here today on the podcast because we're talking about a topic that I believe we need to talk about more, which is perimenopause and menopause, and especially how it is impacting business, people's home lives, and communities. And in my opinion, like I'd said in the intro here, is if women are going to ignore this, you're actually looking at putting your business at risk quite substantially. And this is not just something that Angela Henderson is 
taking from the book. This is something from Angela Henderson at the prime age of 43, who has had perimenopausal symptoms for the last couple of years, right? Is saying from personal experience. Uh, So yes, I'm excited to get into this topic before whether we dive deep into the land of menopause. I want to, I always like to ask my guests a fun question uh, so that they can get to know you a little bit more. So my question is, what is your all time favorite song and why? Ooh, okay. It would have to be Dancing Queen. How can you not, how can you not love Dancing Queen? You know, that's a, a that's an on the table dance, have a good time song. Yeah, totally. And I think, listen, <laughs> I would say it's for us oldies here, Kylie, but I mean, like kids <laughs> of all generations love this, right? I was Absolutely. Thinking, you know, so I was like, I think anyone listening, despite what age bracket you're in, I think you could good, love a good dancing queen, right? I was giving it good. And if you don't, there's something wrong. <laughs> Seriously, if you're not, you need to call us, we'll help you out in the fun place, right? Because I know the other day I did a post and I put something like I was around Bon Jovi and I was like if you even know yeah. who he is and people are like oh my gosh that's funny yes we know who Bon Jovi is <laughs> but I was like I have to forget that though I do not feel old I am still 43 and counting right yeah, so, yeah. and um, still I'm you know I may have just turned 51 but I'm still 32 in my head exactly right that's the thing is like I no longer look at age as a thing and that's what I was reading a book around mindset a few weeks ago they were talking about yes you can put you know, 60 on your birthday candles, like on your cake, yep. right? But yep. they're like, why don't you try just putting 30 or 29? Because they're yeah. like, again, if you buy into this notion of I'm 60, 61, 62, even though you are, your yep. subconscious is still going to pick up on, right? And start laying the pathway of us thinking we're old, right? Yeah. And so it's not about to this like put our head in the sand and think that we're not. But if you want to feel young and still, do you know what I mean? Dance to Dancing Queen. Like the reality of it is, is we don't have to buy into what we think is old. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, like I remember when my grandmother was 50 and she was an old lady, you know, Mm -hmm. she had old lady clothes and I don't know, maybe, maybe she wasn't, but I think it's definitely you know, the older we get, the younger we are, you know, Mm. we don't have to be old. And I think, you know, when you sort of head to sort of hit 50, because my kids are now teenagers Mm. and I've I see freedom at the end of the tunnel. Mm. (laughs) Totally. 100%. And there's this notion too, I was driving by in my local neighborhood the other day and it's like, well, there's two signs I saw come and join our fifties plus retirement village. No. And I was like, what the fuck? I was no, like, we're not going I'm there. seven years away. I was like, it's not, I was like, it just felt like what? I was like, no. And then yeah. the other one was like, join our 50 plus fitness group and not go as fast as others. And I was like, what the fuck? Just because I'm 50 doesn't no. mean like I'm slow, right? But it's like, yeah. and I think this, you know, we can talk about this. We'll lead in this question because I f- think it fits beautifully. And we'll come back to the other question I have is that. You know, there is almost this stigma, right, around menopause and perimenopause in our communities. And it's like if there's these billboards, right, also emphasizing 50 plus retirement villages and 50 plus classes for like, you know, there's no wonder why there's a stigma around menopause and perimenopause, right? And do you feel it's only in Australia that we're not talking about this and breaking down the stigma? Or do you think it's really collectively, you know, on a global impact? Yeah, look, I think it's a collective thing. um, Because certainly, you know, I speak to women from the UK, the US, Canada, and, you know, as well as Australia and New Zealand. And, and it was funny, I ran a sort of like a a question in my Facebook group uh, just yesterday, actually. And I said, you know, what comes to mind when your doctor tells you everything is normal? Mm-hmm. And I probably had a hundred women in an hour or so come back and say all the things that they had, you know, heard from their doctor, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, they also told me what went through their head when he said, oh no, everything's normal. So I think there's, it's just such a misunderstood and it's not very well explained to any of us. Like no one, like before you go through puberty, you know, somebody sits you down hopefully Mm -hmm. and tells you what's going to happen. You know, the kids are educated in schools. Everyone knows, you know, they've got their little girls have got their little period packs and things like that. But Mm -hmm. at no point does anybody explain 
um, and certainly nobody told me, and like I'm a health practitioner, that mm-hmm. perimenopause can actually start sort of any time from your mid-30s onwards. Mm-hmm. And the bigger symptoms actually happen in the lead up to menopause. Mm-hmm. So, you know, menopause you actually know what the deal is, but it's that lead up to menopause and no one tells us. And I think part of the problem is too, is there's no kind of like medical test that we can do. So that puts us in a little bucket and then there's a matching pill for that because, you know, in my experience, no two women have actually ever presented the same way in perimenopause. So, you know, you've got all of these signs and symptoms and, you know, different things that women are experiencing and it's not necessarily linked back to perimenopause or menopause. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's just like, and I just think that unfortunately the cycle continues. I'm very big advocate about mental health and breaking down the stigma. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today because we in Australia in particular, and I'd say probably around a large portion of the world is we do have an, an aging population by definition of aging population, right? Yeah. And women collectively, I think a statistic I was reading while I was researching for this podcast is like 51% of women in the workforce, do you know what I mean? Are hitting these particular, like a large percentage of women are about to enter into perimenopause and menopause. And like in the U yeah. statistic was in the UK and workplaces are not equipped to deal with it. Yeah, right? 100%. I mean, yeah. that, I know that's a whole other topic about how it's going to impact workplaces. Yeah. We're talking about business today, but let's rewind just a little bit because I know we could carry on. But I just want people to know, can you tell people a little bit about what do you like? What do you do? What's your what's your skill set? What's your expertise? Yeah, sure. So my, um, I'm a clinical nutritionist uh, by background, you know, and that's sort of more holistic nutrition. So more on the the naturopathic side. Um, And I, you know, have been in clinic for a long time, and then sort of, I guess, drifted towards women my own age and I think it sort of worked through so when my kids were younger I did kids nutrition and then you know and then I sort of started working the mums of these kids and then I was like well hang on a second what's going on with these women so and then I realized that what was going on with them was actually also going on with me so this is where I decided to, you know, like find out more about, because we weren't taught in, you know, when I went to college that my like perimenopause, I think was one sentence yeah. <laughs> with a full stop. And then menopause was maybe two sentences, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so I went, you know, and I've done quite a lot of study since, you know, um, you know, uh, gosh, what are they called? <laughs> perimenopause brain everyone Use your words. <laughs> um, you know like education I've done a lot of education since then around it so I understand a lot more about the the biochemistry and the science and the you know how we can support our bodies mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. and I think one thing to remember is it's actually a natural transition mm-hmm. you know it's not a disease it's not an illness like it can feel like it but it's actually a natural transition and menopause is a natural stage of life so it's I think you know when we're talking about changing the stigma and changing the the thinking about it is it's actually no different to puberty like honestly um yeah so that's that's a bit about me so I you know work now specifically with women going through perimenopause and menopause dude I love it we need more of you and that's why again I'm so excited to have you here today now We've already started talking about perimenopause and menopause. And there might be some people like, why are there two different, like, why are you using two different words? What's going on with that, Kylie and Ange? So can you explain to people what perimenopause is versus menopause, just so that everyone's on the same page for the discussion of this podcast and moving forward when they look at their own literature? Yeah, 100%. So perimenopause, and this is what a lot of women, you know, don't know, is it's the, there's four sort of stages to it. And it can start, you know, 10 years before you actually go through menopause. So this is where we start to get like big hormonal surges, big drops, um, you know, some women, you know, you might have heard of estrogen dominance, um, you know, because that is, you know, and this is where sort of our big 
symptoms happen. So, you know, and it can be mental, it can be physical, it can be emotional, because it's actually our biochemistry. Mm -hmm. So we're experiencing these big surges and then these big drops. So a lot of women, you know, describe it to me as they feel like they've had the rug pulled out from under them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they might be gaining weight, like usually weight gain and feeling really tired. Mm -hmm. These are sort of two of the earliest symptoms that, Mm -hmm. you know, start to happen. Mm-hmm. Then menopause, so that can go on, and the, the symptoms change over time. Mm-hmm. Then menopause is once you haven't had a menstrual cycle for a year. Mm-hmm. So the average age in Australia is about 51, 52. Mm-hmm. So, and what happens is a lot of women, you know, your periods during perimenopause might get heavier, they might get lighter, they might become further in between. You might, you know, go almost a year and think, okay, there's the finish line, I'm nearly in menopause, and then you'll get a big humdinger of, you know, (laughs) like the last hurrah, if you like, and then you've got to start your 12 months all over again. So then, you know, once you hit menopause, this is where your body is still producing hormones, but really low levels of hormones. And this is where, you know, it's we're kind of like that ups and downs and all those crazy symptoms sort of settle down a bit and, you know, we've got other sort of, symptoms like you know hot flushes breast tenderness um you know certainly to to go on with so yeah perimenopause is the 10 years or so leading up menopause is once you haven't had a period for a year you're done Mm -hmm. and so yeah so for those of you out there going holy shit balls right yeah you know that was me when I started looking at you know at my own kind of thing I was like I was getting these horrific headaches like I mean like horrific about 48 hours before my period would come on and I was like what is going on and someone's like man this could be perimenopause and then I remembered when I went through IVF treatment with Chloe um, and they checked my egg reserves and stuff and they said pretty much like listen you've got no eggs that are good that you know and they said listen we're gonna have to do IVF and they said the fact that your body's already like this could be something to watch for and that you could yeah. go into, you know, perimenopause quite early uh, because your body's already, do you know what I mean, stop producing now. And that was when I was 29, right? So I kind of knew yeah. it was coming uh, earlier than what I expected. But, you know, like yeah. other, you know, so when we talk about, again, perimenopause, just to recap, again, ladies, 10, up to 10 years before we even hit menopause, which is then no period for 12 months. I mean, it is something you need to be considering now. Yeah, you think the average age is 51 and you go 10 years back, 41. And I've heard of other women in their like late 30s who have entered yeah. into it, right? Like it's not, a, yeah. it's not as common from what I understand, Kylie, but it still can happen. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, like if a woman is, if I'm talking to a woman and she's 35 and she starts listing off symptoms, I'm like, yep. And it's just the same. Like if you think of it, you know, girls are experiencing puberty earlier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that we can experience perimenopause earlier. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a horrific menopause. It does. And it also depends on, you know, lifestyle. It depends on, you know, your genetics. Mm -hmm. So what happened to your mum, you know, your aunts, your grandma, you know, and all of these things like don't directly influence, but you know, they, they play a part in that, that picture of, of how it's, how it's going to go down. I feel like it's like everyone needs to get like sure to say, stay calm for, for perimenopausal. Like, you know, like, yeah. one of those, like stay, I have one yeah. of those, like, stay calm. I'm keep calm. I'm Canadian. It's like, everyone keep calm. Yeah. We're going to get yeah. through this. It's okay. Because again, if you think about going back to puberty, I mean, gosh knows I'm talking about freaking sex and penises, erections, periods with Finley and Chloe at the moment, right? Something that I'm not necessarily uh, pumped or thrilled about those conversations, but I'm having them. It's not my zone of genius, Um, but it's like, well, they're like, what if this happens? What if this happens? And it's kind of like us. Well, what if this happens? What does this mean? Right. So it's like, again, everyone keep calm. We're going to be okay. Right. We're not dying. You know, might feel like it some days, but yes. Yeah. And it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know, our bodies are constantly changing. So while, you know, we might be, you know, in one stage, we might be getting really heavy periods and it just could be absolutely awful. That's not going to last forever. So, you know, we will all get through this. The hot flushes aren't going to last forever. So I was giggling when I was doing some research on this. Someone's like, yeah, I love walking around in the perimenopause stage with like three tampons shoved up my <laughs> 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 my vagina because the bleeding was so bad I was like dying 
right? Yeah. But it's like, again, we're all are different. So now I know yeah. you've talked a little bit about this, but in my experience, I just want to talk a little bit about like what I've experienced with some of the symptoms that I've started to have yeah. and see in perimenopause. Yeah, and then sure. you can add on to, if you've got some things there, uh, yeah. yep. Definitely decrease in sex life. I'm like sex, go find yeah. yourself. I mean, granted yeah. I have separated from my husband and no, I'm not on Tinder yeah. yet, but you get what I'm saying. Even like in yeah. the last two years, I'm like, what the hell? And you start questioning yeah. yourself. Like, Obviously, you know, at that stage, it was one of those things that we were probably already looking at doing the relationship ending. But I was like, no, this isn't that I don't like sex. This is like, you know, like what's, yeah. I was just like decrease, right? In sex drive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My skin is kind of crazy, right? I also, yep. I was Googling actually just on the weekend, I was giggling knowing that this podcast was coming up. I was Googling black hair chin. How why <laughs> am I having more black hair than this? And they're like, again, talked about the yeah. you know, surge and decrease in uh, yes. hormones. So I was having a giggle yeah. about that. I was like, hmm, never thought I'd be using Google for this. Yeah, exactly. Because we we sort of think, you know, we, I always talk about progesterone and estrogen being the main hormone mm-hmm. and they're two of many. So yeah, we, we've got what we call androgens, which are all our male hormones, mm-hmm. like brewing away in the background and yeah hello chin hairs hello mustache <laughs> I know I was like oh hell no I was like there's some things I can handle it's like but this is not one of those and I'm like googling procedures <laughs> how to remove because th- there's like this one page and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute about like where you get your information from because it is so important yes. yeah now again I my entire time of in puberty I was told never shave your face never shave yeah. your face Angela and now yep. they're telling women, I was reading, shave your face. And I was what? like, surely I read it on multiple sites. I was yeah, like, surely this is not the advice people are giving is to shave your face no. as a woman. I'm like, surely not. Right. I was like, and I'm educated enough to know that this is not something I'm going to go and pursue, but other people could, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh, right. About yeah, like no, bad information. <laughs> but anyways, I was Googling black hair not try that at on home. the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I've doomed up back away from the razor ladies, right? Uh, headaches. I mean, the headaches I have, I actually yeah. have to take Indone two days before my period wow. comes down because they are it is so horrific that obviously with the nature of my job with, uh, you know, consulting yeah. women in business, including yourself, Carly, you're one of my clients. Um, is that sure like, am. if I didn't take Indone on that 48 hours and it's only 48 hours, once 24 hours comes, it's gone. But that surge of hormones again, yeah. that is coming through, it's like a knife. And I was like, again, I, I've always had migraines, but it's not like a migraine. It's only directly yes. correlated with my period 24 hours or 48 yeah. hours before. Um, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say that my confidence has been rocked, but I've heard of other people's whose confidence yep. gets rocked pretty substantially. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, this anxiety. Brain, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, anxiety. Yeah. I haven't had the anxiety bit, but I have heard of friends who've like had full-blown panic attacks, right? Yep. Like they just are like, and I've never had a panic attack. I've never suffered anxiety. And then yes. I've hit this stage and like, they're like, there's like some days they're like, it's crippling. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it can come as a shock, particularly if you've never, if you're not normally an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't breathe, you know, yeah, just that that overwhelm and anxiety can be huge for some women. Yeah, like massive, because again, also, then you start going, what's wrong? Is it like, um, then you start thinking the worst, or you start Googling, right? Is it a tumor? Is it this? Is it that? But it's like, actually, yeah. again, it could just be perimenopause here, ladies, right? Yeah, yeah that's um, right. Because it's that bio, that imbalance in your biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's scientifically proven here, ladies, like this shit ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, emotional, no. you know, mood swings, yep. right? Yep. Um, concentration. The diff, I, it's hard for me. I think again, my concentration levels are still pretty normal, but again, with ADHD, I haven't really noticed anything for me, particularly with concentration, but I have known other people who say like, I've been always on time. I've been on, like, I can get all my to-do list done in a day. I can do this. And they're like, they just can't focus on anything. Yeah. Um, and also that brain fog, right? I haven't had that yeah. yet, but I have had others. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the brain fog looks like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, personally, I can vouch for brain fog. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just, and I'm sure, you know, uh, ladies listening will be able to relate, you know, you've got your to-do list, you be, you know, you know what you need to achieve in a day. And then, you know, you sort of sit down at your computer and then yeah, it just feels like marshmallow. Um, you know, for me, like, like what happened earlier, I lose my words, you know, when <laughs> yeah. I'm, 
you know, I also have a podcast, so I'll be recording my podcast and then all of a sudden all my words will leave my head. I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, this is really helpful. <laughs> um, or, I'm, you know, when I'm talking, consulting with a client, you know, my words will leave my head. And then, you know, we'll have a bit of a laugh about it because her words have also lost her, left her head. Yep. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just that, you know, I think you know, women in business by nature, you know, we are, we tend to, you know, be that sort of A type, that driven, you know, focused sort of personality. So when that doesn't happen and when we kind of, you know, struggle with it, it can really throw us to six because, you know, it's sort of like, oh, my God, what's going on, you know, and it does. And then it sort of then has that knock-on effect where, you know, your confidence sort of goes and, you know, speaking with a lot of women who have, you know, like corporate jobs and, you know, running their own business and things like that, you know, when that confidence starts to go and it sort of works in that circle, you know, the brain fog's there, the tiredness is there, the fatigue's there, the confidence kicks in, the anxiety kicks in, you know, and you can really set yourself up on a um, a bit of a downward spiral there too. Well, hundred percent. I mean, it's not hard, right? To yeah. go, especially like, and we talk a lot about the inner work inside. And like I said, you're a client and you work in my mastermind, the inner work, right? Yeah. Uh, our mindset. And so if you already have a bit of a wobbly mindset for whatever reason, Yes. Um, I would say, and or I would predict that you're, it, it could throw you even more when you go into the perimenopause and menopausal state, right? Because you're just going to like potentially go freak out. So again, yeah. we'll talk about things that you can start working on now at the end, but again, mindset will be one of those things. And, yeah. you know, like we talked about before, I'm just completely fascinated, right? That at the end of the day, the symptoms that you and I've just talked about can actually be going on for six to 10 years. And during, you know, most of this time, we can still be having normal periods, right? 28 days, they can still be coming and going like as if nothing is changing, but the symptoms have increased substantially, right? Yep. And, you know, from what I know, based on my own personal experience, but also from what I've been reading, and obviously I've uh, also gone in one of your programs, for example, is that most doctors, unfortunately, aren't trained and don't have the capacity to recognize the symptoms, right, themselves as a menopausal or perimenopausal, because they've had like, literally, when I say this, two hours of training in their five or seven years, you know, medical degree, They've had such minimal training around this that things are getting, you know, missed. And, you know, what I hear also is that it's quite common, you know, for women in their forties to end up with like that health merry-go-round, they're being misdiagnosed, prescribed inappropriate medication and really suffering unnecessarily for many, many years. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that I'm really passionate about. And this is, you know, these are the women that I work with. So what tends to happen is, you know, a lot of the symptoms of, say, perimenopause, so feeling tired, putting on weight, the brain fog, um, quite often, you know, there's bloating, there's constipation, there's, you know, maybe IBS, um, you know, not sleeping, you know, all of these sort of things cross over into other sort of areas so you know it could all of those symptoms could also potentially be thyroid they could also potentially be you know a throw in aches and pains and you know it could be fibromyalgia it could be an autoimmune condition it could be you know lots of different things so the problem is there's a couple of couple of issues so first up is you know there's no specific diagnosis for perimenopause Mm -hmm. so a lot of women I you know speak with you know have been told by their doctors oh you know you're 48 years old you're too young like what hello (laughs) um you know so and then they just pushed out the door if they go back and ask again you know they're put on antidepressants you know just to get them out the door um and the other problem is you know apart from you know it not being understood and you know don't get me wrong there are a lot of really good gps out there who are you know really on top of this as well but when, you know, you go and have a blood test done, your bloods come back and, you know, you're told that everything's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry. Everything's normal, you know, and they smile and nod condescendingly. It's all in your head, honey. It's, you know, it's really not. But what happens is the the reference ranges for normal blood results are actually really wide. So you could be hanging out like either the high end or the low end of normal mm-hmm. Um 
you're not, but you feel like rubbish. So it's not until you are sort of sitting right smack bang in the middle and you're sort of in that optimal range. It's when you're in the optimal range, that's where you feel well, you are well, you, you know, everything is working the way it should. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're, you can still have normal results and still feel like, you know, rubbish, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in that optimal range. And, Medically, they don't diagnose anything until you're outside of that, you know, normal range. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got a diagnosable condition and they can, you know, match a, a medication to that. Whereas, you yeah, so many women, I think, and this is where I think perimenopause is really misunderstood, is because we still can have our bloods done. It comes back, everything's normal, but, you know, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Right. Or again, could you say that the blood work can appear normal, but we know from a physiological, like how we feel within our body, something's not normal, right? Oh, hundred percent. And like, we know, no one knows your body better than you do. Mm -hmm. So if something's not normal, if something doesn't feel right, it's not. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you've been told by your GP that everything's normal, off you go, you know, have a nice life find a new GP, you know, and easier said than done, I know. (laughs) But but certainly, you know, there's a lot of practitioners out there, a lot of, you know, nutritionists, a lot of naturopaths, you know, who work in this space, Mm -hmm. um, you know, myself included. And, you know, there's so much help available out there that, you know, and I think a lot of women, they just want to be heard Mm -hmm. because, you know, to have someone sit there and actually listen to, you know, the list of you know, what's going on with your body, because like I said, no two women are ever the same. So, you know, you want someone who's actually going to listen to what you have to say, and then, you know, have a look at the underlying drivers, like what's going on? How can we support your body? 100%. And I think there too, Kali, the reality of it is, is that when you start getting your GP, who you may have been going to for years, right? Yeah. And you start to like question things and you start to go this, you know, there can be this notion of wherever there is loss, there is grief. So yeah. if you have to like kind of go and find a new GP and yeah. it's been after years of someone that you've trusted, you're going to be like, this is still a loss. Like, fuck you, perimenopause and menopause. Like I've had yeah. to say goodbye to my GP after all these years because yeah. she's not equipped. And now I've got to go on this journey even more alone. Right. And, yeah. and meet this and build this new rapport with people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me personally, it's like any type of loss, ladies, I talk about loss often on here, you know, but for us, like, it could be like a loss of who we were yeah. and who were, you know, and, and who we're becoming, we might not be ready to become that next person yet. Right? Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. And so how much do you think grief also uh, needs to be spoken about in these two phases? Yeah, I think it's a really good, a really good point because, you know, there's a few sort of different things that we're grieving. You know, we might be grieving the fact that our kids have grown up, you know, faster than we ever imagined. And all of a sudden we're empty nesting. This is the time where a lot of marriages break down. Mm-hmm. This is the time where, you know, all of a sudden we get this, hang on a second where did my life go? I'm not ready to be old, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and let me tell you, ladies, nobody is putting us in the old lady paddock anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) You hit 50 and, you know, think of it. It's probably, sorry, I'm jumping around topics here. I want more women to be having the conversation that, you know, the next chapter is the freedom chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, you know, ideally, hopefully we're a bit more financially stable than we were in our, before we had kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have we can go and do the things um, that we want to do because our kids are older and they're not relying on us as much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's, that's a really good thing. So it's reframing. Yes, there's a grief and a loss of our youth and, um, you know, a lot of women talk about, you know, feeling invisible. So, you know, they'll they'll be lining up to order a coffee and the hot 25-year-olds, you know, you'll be next in line, the hot 25-year-old will stand next to you and the guy will just all of a sudden you disappear and he's taking her order. And it's yeah. like, oh, hang on a sec, what am I, a ham sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so yes. I just think it's important that people understand 
that there could be this grieving period, right? Yeah. That on top yeah. of everything else, that there is this yeah. grieving period and it will look yeah. different again for everyone. You may not grieve, yeah. you could extra grieve, right? With a chair yeah, on top, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's important to, I just think, acknowledge it because yeah, so often definitely. in our world, we just think of grief as being someone dies. But yeah, grief is yeah. so much more than that because it's whenever there's a loss. And part of this is a loss of maybe your identity, your confidence, yeah. a combination of things. So just being mindful yeah. of that. Yeah, and not being heard. So, you know, you just feel dismissed, you know, and no one's, you know, and also too, if you don't have an understanding of what is actually going on with your body, it's, yeah, because you're thrown into this sort of no man's land, you don't feel good, you don't know what's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, let me tell you, it's definitely not in your head. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. So, and you're not going crazy. <laughs> no, dude, exactly. You're not going crazy, ladies. Yep, now, yep. perimenopause and menopause, specifically in relation to business. Yes. Again, this can throw you, ladies, quicker than what you think. And I know Kylie and I were talking before we press record, but in business, we're always looking at our risk analysis, threats. You know, what do we need to do? And in my opinion, you need to be looking at perimenopause and menopause as a risk factor to your business. Yeah. And you might be thinking, well, this sounds a bit drastic. This sounds a bit dramatic, but it is a reality. Because again, as we've talked about, perimenopause and menopause is going to hit each of us so differently. But I'm very much coming from the belief of I'd rather be proactive than reactive when it comes to things. And so you now, whoever is listening to this podcast today, you amazing human, you are getting the tools. And at least you won't have all the tools because it's an I mean, max hour podcast, but you're getting valuable information and now you're going to have to choose what you do with that information. So I would encourage you to start thinking about how is perimenopause and menopause maybe going to change your business specifically? What are your thoughts about how this impacts business, Kylie? Yeah, this is great. And I think being a business owner and being in perimenopause, you know, I think I'm very well versed in in how this works. And certainly what I've come to, to, you know, find what works best for me and the way I work is, you know, working with my cycle, working with what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it then doesn't come as a, I don't, I minimize that overwhelm feeling because I I give myself a break. You know, I show myself some kindness. I give myself some slack and you know, also it's it's been hard, but also like turning down some of the the I guess some of those high achieving kind of things and you know what if it's done it's better than perfect you mm. know so i now sort of get to a point where you know if i'm tired if i'm not feeling it why am i sitting in front of the computer you know i'm much better off i do my clients a service i do myself a service i, I do the dog a service if i you know grab the dog go for a walk around the block if i'm can't focus if i'm feeling a bit you know fidgety or, you know, just flat, you know, I just go with it. I go, you know what, that's fine. This will wait, I'll come back. Um, Then in terms of that sort of on a day-to-day basis, and then in terms of, you know, how I work with my cycle, definitely, you know, in those days sort of leading up to my period, and I say this to clients, you know, from a, a diet and exercise point of view, when, you know, in that sort of four or five days leading up to your period, that is not the time to start training for a marathon and doing 24-hour fasts, okay? Mm-hmm. It is not. It will not work. You will hate every second of it. But, you know, if you were to do that in that first week after your cycle, you're going to be on fire. Mm-hmm. So your business is the same. So you, you know, that week before your period, if you're not feeling it, clear your calendar. You know, that's not the time to fill your calendar with back-to-back client appointments. Mm-hmm. It's not the time to be doing a million sales calls. It's not the time to be, you know, and sometimes we can't help it, but up on stage presenting. But that is the time where potentially we are a bit more creative. We're a bit more, you know, we want to bunker down and you know, if we want to sit on the lounge and watch Netflix, so be it. But, you know, if that's the time where we can churn out a million blogs or, um, you know, get that more creative stuff done, you know, that 
works for us. And then, you know, in the lead up to ovulation, that's where we want to put ourselves out there because naturally that flow of hormones, you know, that's when we can put ourselves out there. And, you know, for the ladies who don't have a cycle, we can, you know, I'm going to go at the risk of going a woo-woo on you. <laughs> you know, you can follow the moon because the moon, you know, if anything, it just gives you a structure and an anchor point. So, yeah, you can go full woo-woo. I won't do full woo-woo on you today, but, you know, you can follow that moon cycle. And if you Google, you know, lunar cycles and menstrual cycles, there's tons of, of information. And it's, the more I learn about it, the more it's, you know, endlessly fascinating mm-hmm. um but certainly you know working with your hormones working with your cycles whether you have one or not you know can be hugely beneficial in business for sure and I think too like I mean just working again some people say just working with your cycles regardless if you're in perimenopause or menopause can be significantly beneficial right so I think yeah, it's, it's 100%. something that again can help across the yeah. board I'd also want to say I like with particularly mm-hmm, uh, totally yeah yeah and I'd say too, you know, with perimenopause and menopause, I mean, it can also impact, again, if you've been hit with a confidence stick or a lack of confidence, right? Yep. Just yep. know and give yourself some grace that maybe you don't want to do speaking or podcasting. And again, it's a not a forever thing, right? Remember this, as, yep. as Kelly said before, it's not a forever thing. Um you know, you might not be able to have the same schedule as you've had before. So you might not be able to do like a nine to four anymore. You might need to only be able to do a 10 to two because come to a clock, you just hit like total rock bottom and your energy is completely yeah. depleted. Understanding and giving yourself permission to adapt is going to help your business out substantially. It also yeah. might mean that you need to look at potentially your programs that you're running. You might no longer be able to offer one-on-one. You might not be able to do 10 clients a month, one-to-one. For example, because it's just too energy draining. And so you might need to really start looking at and pivoting to a one-to-many model, right? Or looking at an evergreen funnel. So these are the things that I encourage you now to start looking at and be proactive about it versus being reactive about it and having to close your business. Because I have heard, heard numerous times where people have either quit their day job because the symptoms and things have gotten so much for them. And I've yes. easily heard women in business walking away from their business that brought them the most joy that they've ever had yeah. because the symptoms take over. So really yeah. just kind of be mindful of this and and just knowing now, again, having that flexibility to adapt and pivot, pivot if you need to uh, yeah. when you start going through this. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, also too, there's a lot we can do to have tools in place to to deal with that as well, sort of emotionally and, you know, physically as well. So, you know, making sure like for that energy to get you through the afternoon, like making sure that you're having breakfast, Mm -hmm. you know, that and I see a lot of women in perimenopause, menopause, and they come into my program and, you know, we sort of go through, you know, what they would eat on a day-to-day basis. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I'm not a breakfast eater. I don't really eat breakfast until like, you know, midday. So let me ask you this. If you were going to drive a car from Brisbane to Sydney, would you go, oh, it's fine. I don't really need to fill up until Coffs Harbour. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't work. You know, the car breaks down. Yep. So peri, yeah, I've got a lot to say on that. But perimenopause, menopause, you know, this is not the time to, from a nutrition point of view, to cut your carbs. It's not the time to, you know, choose your carbs wisely. Mm. It's not the time to fast. It's not the time for, you know, restricting food and cutting out food groups and all of that. You need to nourish yourself well so you've got that energy to get through the afternoon. Mm. Um, And another big one, you know, for women in business, you know, women sort of generally is the stress that we carry because, you know, I think, We've got the stress of owning a business and running a business. If we've got team members, if we've got clients that we need to look after, we're very good at looking after everybody else and then put ourselves last. Then we've got kids. Then we've got partners. Then we've got, you know, our own parents who are getting older who have started to have needs of their own. So we kind of like take on all these things. And because, you know, we are kind of overachievers and, you know, we can do all the things, yeah, we can cook the sausages at footy on Saturday. Sure, I got that. Oh, yeah, dance costumes. No worries. I'm on it, you know, and we take on more than we need to. So learning to kind of put yourself first and say no to the stuff that doesn't need to happen. And I say to my ladies all the time, no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. 
you don't, you don't have to justify why you don't want to go to your mother-in-law's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, maybe you should go to a birthday for the sake of the family, but her barbecue. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? No. End nope. of story. Yep, yep, absolutely. And again, just knowing and being comfortable with that. So again, if you're if you yeah. can start to practice no as a complete sentence now, that by the time you get to the perimenopause and menopause state, if you're not already yeah. there, right, yeah. it's going to help you. Absolutely. Because then you'll be really cranky and you'll say words that you might regret. Right, right. I mean, again, I mean, that's another <laughs> symptom, right? I mean, I, I don't think we really touched upon, but I mean, anger can also be a very strong symptom during this stage, yeah. right? Yeah. And huge. losing that again, being mindful of that and putting measures in place again, so that you're not screaming yep. at your clients or screaming yeah. at your partners or your kids. Yeah. You know, I think it's too. And I think, again, that's a big part too, is about communication, for example, right? Yes. If, if, and I think this is where a lot of breakdowns collectively across the board happen, you know, I haven't needed to yet. I mean, I've talked briefly on side of our mastermind calls or my one-on-one clients, like, yeah, I've got a really killer headache. I should be fine. Do you know what I mean? But again, if not, we'll end the call type scenario. But like, again, communicating to people. Yes. That this is yep. going on and that you might have yep. to make some changes, right? Yeah. And, again, yep. and being okay with that. So, you know, I know when the headaches come, I will say to my kids, listen, mom's got a headache. I've got to lie down for 15 minutes. And they're like, oh, is yes. this about your period again? Oh, yep. And so like, they're already knowing about it. It's like the menopause, right? But if yep. you keep that information to yourself from your team, from your clients, from your family, from your partner, yes. it is going to eat away. And it's going to probably be more disruptive than by being honest, because I was also reading another research paper in the lead up to this call in relation to like, it was like some like 80% of all partners have no idea how to help you because they don't know enough about it to help you. So yeah. then they do nothing 100%. And then you get shitty because yeah. they don't know how to help, but you haven't yeah. communicated to them. So just yeah. as a side note, again, really be mindful of the communication around yes. this too, because this can help also. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's going to be women out there going, oh, well, this is a good podcast and in Kylie, and thank you for bringing this to light. And I probably have some things, but, and you keep talking about like preventative measures versus reactive. So I'm curious to know what I've got some ideas, but I'd love to know, like yeah. what measures or ideas do you have that women in business can put in place to either go through what they're going through now, but in a gentle yeah. and calm way versus yeah. pushing through and having burnout? What are some of the ideas that you've come up with? Yeah, I've got loads of ideas. Thanks for asking, Edge. Yep. <laughs> okay, so first up, you know, I'm a nutritionist, so I'm going to say food. So, you know, what are you putting in your body? And I think what we put in our body is the the biggest form of self-care we can show ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if we are eating, you know, and there's no perfect diet, what works, there's different food that works for all of us, but, you know, go with real food mm-hmm. you know if it comes out of a packet it's not real food so watch the sugar watch the alcohol is a big one um, a lot of us tend to you know self-soothe with alcohol self-medicate with alcohol um, you know just the nature of Australian society alcohol is a massive social crutch mm-hmm. but you know if you're waking up in the morning going oh my god you know okay, I'm not going to do that again, or, oh, gee, all right, I'm not drinking today. Like if you're making bargaining, if you're bargaining with yourself first thing in the morning after a big night, you know, you really need to think about, you know, alcohol, is it serving you? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Moving your body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not a big one for prescribing exercise, you know, but I am a big one for prescribing movement, you know, and I say to my clients all the time, I actually don't care what you do, but if you're doing a high intensity boot camp and, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, you're crashing out on the couch or, you know, you have to drag yourself through the day, it's not the right exercise for you right now. It doesn't mean you can never do it again, but it's not right for you mm-hmm. whereas it could be yoga or pilates or a swim in the ocean or a walk around the block that could be you know what's right for you right now so if you can do weights if you can get yourself to the gym that's great but as long as you are moving and doing something that mm-hmm. lights you up and let, makes you feel energized afterwards mm-hmm. um, that's a really key thing get it just breathing I think we forget to breathe. And, you know, like as soon as we take three big, deep breaths, Mm -hmm. our whole nervous system just calms down. Mm -hmm. So it's when you feel, you know, and if you sort of sit where you are right now, where are your shoulders? If your shoulders are up around your ears, you need to breathe and just 
drop them down. And it's, you know, that's one of the simplest things we can do just to calm that nervous system down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stick your little butt out in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I haven't seen sunshine for a while up here on this, the, the unsunshine coast, but, um, you know, we need sunshine. We need, you know, for all the ladies who are in lockdown and then for two years followed by a really crappy summer, you know, vitamin D and just, being out in the sun, it, you know, lifts our endorphins, it lifts all of our happy sort of hormones, mm-hmm. um, which we need, you know, get to bed early without your phone. So, you know, 9.30 is my kind of cut-off time. You know, if you're not winding down by 9.30, you absolutely, you know, 9.30 should be your I'm brushing my teeth on my way to bed time. Um, earlier if possible and you know no phones in the bedroom you know make sure it's nice and cool because like night sweats is often an early symptom of perimenopause so you know make sure you've got lots of it's your room's dark it's cool so you know you're doing all the things to give yourself a a good chance at a decent night's sleep Mm -hmm. um rethink your wardrobe you know, a lot of women are hanging on to the jeans that they wore in their, you know, 20s and 30s. Ladies, it's time to let them go. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, you know, have, you know, rethink it, you know, go down to the, the mall and talk to the, I don't know, they've all got like fashion stuff. What are the, what are the hoodie stylists? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> The hoodie lady, the yes, hoodie stylist. Very with her. Um, but, you know, and it's we sort of tend to like wear similar style of clothes, but maybe there's other clothes that might be better suited to us that, you know, suit a changing body shape that we feel confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've got a, a wrap dress and it's a, okay, this is, I don't even know if she's around anymore. It's a Leona Edmonston dress and I love it. And it, it's a wrap dress and I always feel great. I feel confident. I feel sexy. I feel sassy. I feel, you know, so if I'm, you know, not that I've done it for a while, but if I'm doing a presentation, that's my dress, you know. So it's obviously a style that suits me. It works for my body and I I feel good in it. So it's finding the clothes that you feel good in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just communicate because there are, you know, communities of women out there going through a similar thing. There's, you know, health practitioners, you know, such as myself. Um, I've got a big community full of, you know, there's 8,000 women in there and, you know, it's, it's feeling that you're not alone going through this. And I think having that sort of support network is, is huge. I mean, I think having the support network is massive. But one of the things that I would say there is that think twice about joining online support groups where they're either like, I hate using, no, I won't use that word. I'll refrain from using that word where people are like Debbie Downers, right? Like ladies, yes, it's going to fucking suck some days. It is going to suck. God knows I'm here to tell you, but you've got two choices, make the best of what you have or fucking whinge. But I'm telling you, if you choose to whinge, the state that you put your, the stress that you put on your body is far worse. And you're more likely to experience like more heightened symptoms of what you're already going through because of the, the negativity that you're bringing with it. So when I say choose wisely, I'm in Kylie's group. It's an amazing group, resourceful group, supportive group, but there are groups that are not ran by practitioners and it's just a fucking bitch fest. When I also think about choosing online support groups, also think about who you are choosing to hang around with, right? If you're hanging around with these other, you know, your best friends who aren't supportive or whatever, you might need to take a break from them for a little while, right? Like, again, just think wisely about what you're, again, what you're, it's like, what are you putting in your mouth? What are you doing emotionally? What are you doing physically, et cetera? Because all of this plays into it. You know, a couple of the things that I'll also say that, you know, I would say is, again, work when you are productive and not again, when you think you have the time, right? So what I said earlier on is if your productive hours used to be from 10 to four, but now they're 10 to two, do the 10 to two and then cut off it too, really. Um, And again, and really creating, again, I'm just coming from a business strategy, create a business that works for you, not a business that you feel trapped in because you potentially might feel trapped in within your own body because of everything you're currently going through. You don't need to feel trapped in your business. 
And kind of the last thing that I want to talk about is, you know, I was reading online and this lady said, fuck it, days are okay. It it might just be that the perimenopause or the menopause has just gotten on you just for that day, not forever to have a fuck it day. Yeah, I'm fucking watching Netflix all day. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the movies and dump my head. Do you mean in the bowl of butter, popcorn? Fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm going to eat the bar of eight chocolate bars. Like you might just have to have fuck it days as this lady on the internet said. So these are some of the things that again, Kylie gave and that I gave, and I just want you to choose the ones that are in alignment for you that work for you, that work for your families. Right. Um, Because the sooner that you can take control of this for you, right. And how it works for you, the better. And that is going to be my last thing before we kind of start wrapping up is, you know, perimenopause and menopause, it's ultimately not in our control. It isn't. It's going to happen whenever mother nature wants it to happen. And again, I know we can't control this part, but we can control our attitude. We can control how we manage our expectations of ourselves. We can control the stages that we are in with love and compassion. So again, you've got choice. Beat yourself up about this. Things are probably going to be doom and gloom. And acknowledge what's going on, but still try and find the positive. Like even regardless of what's going on, I still practice daily gratitude, right? I'm still thankful. I still write in my journal. I still meditate. I still do those things because again, by practicing self-love and compassion during this stage, it's still, I'm in a much better place than I would be if I'm just down all the time about it. So now Kylie, for those women out there that are like, oh, all right. As you know, like I've said earlier, I've been in your program. I may have full disclosure signed up under a false name because (laughs) when I work with my clients who are clients of mine, I'm very firm on my boundaries, but I knew I needed Kylie's help. So I may have signed up under Susie Franklin, I think was the name with a fake (laughs) And I had um, her send Kylie. I was going through an operation and Kylie had actually sent me a gift to get better. Um, And so I actually had the... um, vitamins and stuff, everything sent to a friend's house. And I actually did Kylie's program without Kylie knowing that I actually, do you know what I mean, had did the program and her program was absolutely amazing. Uh, about the ultimate also, mystery shopper. Literally <laughs> mystery shopper. But again, in many ways, it was great because I was able to just experience it without having to feel, do you know what I mean, any type of pressure, but also for you not to feel any pressure, right? And I yeah. can hand on heart say that when I started, my biggest thing was around just like the bloating, right? not fitting into my clothes the way I want it to, uh, not putting the right feel into my body. And again, your program allowed me that opportunity to really just really kind of assess and, and you know, look at things. My primary aim was not weight loss. That was not the, the aim. It was partially part of it, but not the whole. My, my thing was more about like, what can I be doing to make changes now for long-term, do you know what I mean? Uh, health and health wealth is what I call it. Uh, and since doing your program, which was months ago, actually, months and months ago, I was at 96 kilos and I've remained at around the 88 to 89 mark. So again, oh. weight loss is a secondary thing, but again, I'm feeling my body better. I'm making better choices. Certain foods don't come into my home anymore, right? Because I know that they don't. I haven't drank alcohol in almost three years now, almost. Like I think I've had two glasses of wine or something in the last kind of two years, or sorry, three years. So that was never a problem, but yes. So Kali, for those women who want to know a little bit more about your program and how you might be able to help them in the perimenopause or menopause state, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ange. And well done. That's an amazing result. And yeah, good to know that uh, I passed mystery shopping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, if you are looking to find out more about me and the programs that I run, you can find me at kyliepinwill.com. That's K-Y-L-I-E, pinwill, P-I-N-F-N-L-E-W-I-L-L.com. Or you are more than welcome to join my Facebook group. You can find us over at the Hormone Hub, Perimenopause and Menopause Support. Um, or just find me, Kylie Pinwell, on Facebook, and yeah, you'll we'll be able to link you into the group there. So You're fantastic. I love it. Yes, I strongly encourage you to again get into her group, regardless of kind of where you're at in that space, just start consuming her content start getting to know her. Uh, yes, because I, I can't recommend it enough. Now, I have one final question before we wrap up. Is, is My question to you is, is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? 
Ooh, that's a great question. And I've heard you ask this a million times on podcasts. You'd think I'd be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wish I knew that it's okay to fail, Mm -hmm. that it's okay to fail and know that you will move on and, you know, things will go better and then you'll fail again and, you know, failing doesn't mean it's all over you know and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you it just means you you're learning you're getting better (laughs) yep so yeah absolutely love it again failure again I I always say often is that failure are the mistakes we need to get us to where we want to go right and it's like they are the the stepping stones the learning stones but often we don't give ourselves the benefit to be able to learn right yeah, 100%. the lessons we need to get us yeah, yeah. from where we want to go. So another thing yeah. you're hearing. And before I sign off, please remember that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode over at AngelaHenderson.com.au. We'll include all the links for how you can connect with Kylie, her programs, her socials, etc. And you amazing human, I hope you have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again for today, Kylie. Thanks so much for having me, Ange, and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.